in a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes can cost far more than dollars. One oil and gas sales expert, one HSE professional, and the greatest PPE provider on the planet must come together. Two men, one brand, one mission. Red Wings Oil and Gas HSE Podcast with Mark LaCour and Patrick Pister starts now. Hey, it's Mark LaCour, and this show is for everybody who has an interest in HSE in the oil and gas industry. Brought to you by Red Wing, the leaders in PPE, ensuring your people go home safe every day. Joining me today is no co-host. So I'm sitting here live at OTC 2018. We're sitting here with Realware. Thanks for joining the show, Sanjay and uh, Yusuf. Hello. Great to Hi. be here. <laughs> yeah. So if you're walking by, uh, we're doing a live podcast. This is the lor- third largest podcast on the planet in oil and gas. And we're actually going to be talking about the intersection of technology and health, safety, and the environment. So Sanjay, I've known you for longer than I want to admit, right? And you're working for a company that is just fascinating. What is the name of the company? The company is Realware, and we are manufacturers of head-mounted computing devices for industrial workers with a a particular focus on, at this show, oil and gas. Yeah, and so if you look in front of us on the hard hats, if you see the black or dark gray and orange devices, that's what they're talking about. And so if you're familiar with Google Glasses, Microsoft Halo, that sort of stuff, this is that on steroids, time tens, plus it's intrinsically safe. So, Sanjay, there's a million and one use cases for this, and there's all kinds of things we can talk about. In fact, we're going to have you on later on the tech show to talk about the deep dive tech cases. But from a health, safety environment, the first thing I notice is if I have that device on, my hands are free. Right. So the particular thing that we focused on was exactly that, making it 100% hands-free. If you look at some of the other wearable computers or smart glasses or augmented reality devices that people have come out with, some of them are very cool. But almost all of them require you to still use a finger to swipe the side of your head or even use a gesture in midair, kind of like Iron Man, to control things. And in the industrial environment, that's often not possible. I mean, those, uh, you may be uh, wearing protective equipment, gloves. You may be climbing a scaffold. You may have a full harness on. You may be using power tools. Any of those scenarios could be dangerous if you, if you don't have the use of your hands, just like you want to be hands-free when you drive your truck and not be texting. You want to be hands-free when you're operating powerful equipment. And as we know, that one slip can be uh, potentially fatal. So we're very much focused on zero hands. And the key to that is voice recognition. And the key to voice recognition in an industrial environment is it really has to work when it's loud. And as we know, you know, in the oil and gas environment, whether it's upstream, midstream, or downstream, it's typically very loud. Your typical voice recognition, Siri, Alexa, Google, won't perform in those environments. And that's really what we've cracked. We've made it work in super loud environments, which lets you be 100% hands-free. Yeah, and the cool thing is, so not only does it work, it's a couple of things. So first thing, when I even think about something like climbing on a rig, I need both hands, both trailing hands on the, on the handrails, right? I can do that with, uh, with realware. The voice recognition thing is much bigger than anybody understands. It literally listens to you, regardless of how loud it is. I've played with it. I've used it a bunch. You literally can talk through it and navigate through the files, through the systems, through the applications extremely easily. You can teach them how to use this in a minute. Yeah, the paradigm is uh, you, you put the display up and you get it positioned for your eye. It goes over one eye. You can generally look over it so it's more like a dashboard than something that's blocking your field of view. And then you know what you see on the screen is essentially a miniature tablet. It looks a little bit like a seven-inch tablet screen. 
but of course uh, uh, it's, it's actually a micro display and there's a little optical element which makes it appear like a seven inch tablet at arm's length. And when you really just say what's on the screen, we call it say what you see. So the words and the commands are written there and any of those things that are written on the screen you can say. So it's very easy to understand. Once you get that it's say what you see, you see a command, that's something you can say. And because it's only listening for those specific commands at any given time, it can be very noise robust. But of course, those commands change on every single screen and every single application. So again, as you said, it takes about a minute to understand that this is how it works and then people are aware in using it. And it doesn't matter if you're 63 years old or if you're 19 years old. You know, it's that simple to use. Anyone can use it. Yeah, so I want to circle back to you later. I want to back up. So uh, Yusuf, you work for Honeywell, which everybody in this industry knows who Honeywell is. When I think of Honeywell, I think of process controls. Y'all are much more than that now, right? Y'all are getting into a lot more technology. Yeah, that's correct. We evolved since then. Now we are more of a, an industrial software company that, that build a lot of, let's say, applications and, and, and software that gonna address specific use cases for the customers. We think about it like a plant. Now we're looking at, at it as a connected plant and, and how we can drive all the data that is generated from the sensors, from the control system, and build additional informations that can drive insight and then that can drive to actions. So, you know, the perfect example is, is, is the railware device, you know, for the worker. So we focus on, or my specific business focuses on the industrial worker and connected worker. And what we try to do is to, how we can make him more productive, how we can make him safer, and how we can make him more competent. And those are always our three foundational questions we keep asking ourselves it's around competency, around productivity, and around safety. So we took the platform, uh, RealWare platform, and then we developed a couple of software applications that runs on it. And, and in order to, to give to any worker, anytime, in real time, any information in any shape or form, so think about it, he can now have access to the, the KPIs from the control system straight in the field. He can also have a technical document can stream directly from the cloud. He can have access to remote expert, which is a different form of knowledge. But also he can have guided operations, step-by-step -step procedures as he does the job. And those kind of things allow you not only to comply in terms of quality, move faster in your job execution, but also be safer you're safer when you know exactly what are the steps to be followed and then you can when you know that there is always an expert behind you that you can call or there is always a document that is that you can pull in the moment whenever you want it to take the right decisions yeah i want to come right back to that real quick if you're walking by this is the red wing oil and gas hsne podcast the third largest podcast on the planet in oil and gas if you have any questions we have Paige wilson walking by with a microphone feel free to ask we're talking about the intersection of technology health, safety, and environment in the oil and gas industry. So I want to come back to what you are talking about earlier. So one of the things that we're facing as the industry right now is this new younger workforce, right? The guys that are coming into our industry that are going out in the field to do repairs that are technicians, they no longer have 10, 12, 15, 20, 25 years of experience. But with the applications that Honeywell is developing that sits on the platform that RealWell has developed, you can literally now take a new technician and have an older, more experienced technician guide him give him access to all the technical drawings, the step-by-step -step management, anything he needs, stuff that normally it takes years and years of experience to get, you're able to deliver right in front of him. Yeah, exactly, you're on, you're on. I think there is a couple of trends that are hitting the industry today. Number one is 50% uh, of the oil and gas uh, workforce will be retiring within the next 10 years. And number two is the backfilling generations, which is the millennials, have a completely different way of working. 
they they like everything in the moment when they want to do something they just go on youtube and, and and see a five minute video and the next minute they are doing it so so the way of learning and manipulating the information is completely different what matters to them is the where is the information rather than what is the information experts the older generation experts, they care about what? They, they memorize all these things and this is how they became expert. Now the expertise seen by the millennials is, you know, knowing exactly where is the information and acknowledging that there will be much more information in, in the cloud. So this is where, you know, I think, I think there is a perfect marriage between a real wear hard hat and the application we're putting that allow you exactly that, allow you to shorten the learning curve hit the, the ground and becoming operational much faster using new technologies and using exactly the way they used to do in their consumer life. We're bringing that into their industrial and their work life. So, so their retention in, and tenure within the company is longer. They don't get upset with, with the old fashioned procedures on a log sheet, on a paper, etc. We're giving them exactly the way they use technology in their house and, and making the information in the moment. That means we're making them more efficient and safer as, as, as they comply with the procedures. There is no room for deviation. Yeah, and if you're walking by and listening, we give away this really, really cool Red Wing offshore bag. And since I'm sitting in the Red Wing booth, let's give some away right now. Pull your cell phone out, text RIGBAG, one word, R-I-G-B-A-G, to 555-888. So that's RIGBAG to 555-888, and you'll be automatically entered for a giveaway. Or you could simply go to redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. That's redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. Do the same thing. And Yusuf, you can enter, and Sanjay can too. Y'all can both enter. I saw you looking at it. Those bags have become a cult item. People offer us ungodly amount of money for them. I mean, it's just, I find it funny. Thanks to Red Wing for sponsoring the podcast. So Sanjay, I want to come back to you. When we're talking about hardware in the industrial workforce, more specifically in oil and gas, it has to be more than intrinsically safe. It has to be rugged, has to be tough, has to be waterproof, has to be dustproof. Does Realware do that? Yeah, exactly. So most of the the wearable computers in the world that have uh, been launched are really consumer products maybe some of them are are trying to find some application in the enterprise because that's where the market is today and most of them are really designed to be pairs of glasses ours isn't it's a head mounted device and it's specifically designed for industrial workers so yes it uh, it meets uh, two meter six foot six drop test onto concrete it's ip66 from a waterproof perspective that's completely dust proof and also waterproof uh, to the level of fire hose. Um, operating temperature range minus 20 Celsius to plus 50 Celsius. Mil spec, uh, A10 for those of you who know what that is. And then of course on the intrinsic safety side, this is actually the first head mounted device that is uh, capable of meeting the class one div one standard for those of you who know intrinsically safe standards. Of course in Europe and the rest of the world that's known as ATEC zone one. A few other companies have tried to do this and it's particularly difficult to do with something that has a large battery on the side of your head, you know, given all the operating environments it could be in, but we've managed to achieve that safety uh, consideration. Yeah, and so the thing I want to stress here is this is built for our industry. This isn't some light consumer piece of hardware that's going to break. I see, and, and I'm an Apple fan, I see a lot of Apple tablets out in the field in these unbelievably large ruggedized cases because the only way you can keep it safe once again, the guy has to use one hand to hold it, one hand to gesture on it. You can right. do all that plus some with, with the realware. My other question is, you're software agnostic. You're the hardware manufacturer. So if there's any companies here that want to integrate this into their ecosystem, you can do it. 
Right, the device itself is based on Android, but then we've built a layer of user interface on top of Android, which makes it hands-free, does the voice recognition, there's a few head movements that it tracks as well. But ultimately, any Android application with pretty little effort can be turned into a hands-free application. And uh, whether that is a two-way video application so that you can do remote uh, coaching, remote mentor, as we call it, or whether it's like Honeywell's uh, Experion application, which is a process control application, often using control rooms, you can now take part of that control room out into the into the plant or on the rig. Or for that matter, if it's a workflow application like the Honeywell Movilizer application, uh, which is a sophisticated customer programmable workflow engine. These are just some examples. There are many, many other applications that uh, our partners have been able to put on the device. And because it's so easy to take a standard touchscreen application and make it hands-free, the amount of effort from a software perspective, it's much less than typically with, with other similar devices. Yeah, and if you're walking by, we're out taking questions. We're talking about the intersection of technology and, and HSD and oil and gas industry. Paige Wilson's walking around with the microphone if you might have any questions. You're listening to the Red Wing Oil and Gas HSD podcast, the third largest oil and gas podcast on the planet. I'm Mark LaCour. I'm sitting nice here with Sanjay with Realware, and I'm sitting here with Yusef for Honeywell. So I want to come back, back to you, Yusef, with, with Honeywell. So we talked a little bit about the easy work cases, but if a large facility is using a lot of different process controls, that gets to be, quite frankly, a pain in the butt. You have control rooms. You can only do stuff in the control rooms. People out in the field have to radio back to the control rooms. Yeah. I think y'all fix that. Yeah, so I think there is, I think there is a couple of uh, layers to that, to, to the perfect solution you're mentioning, right? So n number one is how you get, you know, sort of a, a, an overall control system that can control multiple control system across multiple sites spread out throughout the world. So that's sort of uh, what we've accomplished with, you know, remote operations, integrating, having a, a layer of virtual control room where where you can you can do remote operations and number the second element that you're mentioning is is about how you can bring that informations from a control system to to the field and usually it, it, it's been through radio communications from one trying to get some airtime with the control room operator uh, and trying to describe the situation before you get to the to the information you're looking for and the answer you're looking for now now we're we're allowed that with once you have that virtual control room in the cloud you're able to stream straight from the cloud that applications that allow you to get every single kpi that is tracked in a in a control room you can have it accessed in the field whenever you want it and, and that's something we've developed this year and part of the launch tomorrow. And, you know, that's a game changer. So you're not only talking about increasing the safety of the workers, you're also talking about increasing the efficiency of what they do. You'll often hear companies say, either officially unsafe or unofficially, that we can't increase safety metrics without decreasing productivity. And you're talking about doing the opposite. You're talking about increasing safety metrics and increasing productivity at the same time. Exactly. I think, you know, we've been hearing this, uh, this uh, you know, misconception between, oh, you know, if you want to be safe, you have to go slow and do it, you know, step by step, etc. But what we realize is you go as long as you have guided procedure, as long as you know exactly what, what needs to be done in the next step. And, and you just go step by step. You don't need to remember 76 steps of a procedures. You're guided into your operations. Then you're 100% compliant with the standard operating procedures. You're never going to deviate from it. And you will always do it right. And therefore, you can, you can just be efficient as well as safe. And not only that, no, we've taken that to a next level. Now, imagine you start doing some small deviations, whether it's in time, how much time do you, do you take in order to execute one step? 
or in quality. Sometimes you don't do that first step right. Well, now we can monitor deviation compared to the old class of worker going, doing the same procedures. Those deviations trigger our learning event, and they trigger learning event into a learning management system that can now push and say, hey, you know, we realize you're consistently lower in terms of performance or lower in terms of quality compliance for those specific steps, go through the training again so to refresh you and then recertify you. Those training can be either online through, uh, uh, you know, in the cloud, or it can be also immersive competency through augmented reality or virtual reality that we've developed as well. Yeah, and so if you've been in this industry any time, you know that when you issued a JSA and you're out on a rig somewhere or out in a pipeline or whatever, oftentimes you pencil whip it. You've done this 50, 80, 90, 200 times, and you don't need to go through the checklist, and that's when bad stuff happens. So with the combination of the hardware and the software, not, number one, not only can they not pencil whip it, like you will catch them if they skip a step, right? Yeah. But then you have an audit trail and it's documented. So now you can go back and do corrective measure and that corrective measure actually may be more training, but it's all there. Nobody can beat the system. Exactly. I think there is, if you link it, what are the biggest family of procedures that we do, we do kind of, uh, you know, digitalize them and make sure that everyone's go through them. There's highly repeatable ones, that the one that you mentioned, but also like low frequency, high consequence procedures. Think about electrical, electrical procedure that has to happen every eight years. No one is around from the team who did it last time. So the, the chances to do it wrong are very high and the chances if you do it wrong to, to lead to a downtime are very high. Those are also the ones that we've, we digitalized in order to avoid those shutdown because of because of the knowledge has just left the plant. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So Sanjay, you and I talk before we turn the microphones on and I, I got a quote from you which is actually not from you. With great power comes great responsibility. What does that mean from Realware's point of view? Well firstly let me attribute the quote. The quote is from Uncle Ben in Spider-Man those of you Spider-Man fans out there, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, wearable computing is very powerful. I mean, it, it puts remote expertise in front of your eye. It puts all the documents for the plant, all the manuals, just a voice command away, right to the wiring diagram, right to the piping diagram that you need. You know, it, it brings the IoT sensors to your, to your view and it gives you the step-by-step -step workflow that you need. It helps you reduce accidents and so on. And it's a very powerful capability, but I think in the industrial environment, we have the responsibility to enhance safety, not to uh, detract from safety as we're delivering these superpowers to workers. And what we really focus on is that you should never lose your peripheral vision or your situational awareness. You know, if there's a crane swinging at you from the side, you want to be able to see it out of the corner of your eye. If there's a coworker on one side trying to get your attention or shout at you, you should be able to see them and make eye contact. If you have something that's in front of your eyes that's blocking your vision, then that would detract. With the design of our device, we're able to keep the screen below the line of sight. There's, there's no glass that's really darkening your field of view of the, of the world. Uh, you've got full peripheral vision. It's uh, the cognitive load of understanding what you're looking at is low because it's just like a tablet. It's not like you're trying to interpret a 3D image floating in space, which at least today, because people aren't used to it, detracts, takes your attention away from the dangerous things that may be happening around you. So what we feel we do here is we maximize the productivity, we give superpowers to the workers, but we're doing it with great responsibility because it's very safe. In fact, it enhances safety as well. Yeah. Aaron, can you help out? There you go. 
we're actually passing around one of the uh, realware uh, pieces around to the audience so you can actually see for yourself. This is real. This is not Hollywood. If you just joined us, this is Red Wing Oil and Gas HSE podcast. This is the third largest uh, podcast on the planet in oil and gas. And we're sitting here with Realwell and Honeywell talking about the intersection of technology and health, safety, and the environment. So, Yusuf, I want to come back to you. The sky's the limit, right? So, so literally, somebody with the expertise and experience of Honeywell, if there are large, complex processes out there that people are doing manually, they would like to automate, y'all can do it. Absolutely. I think we could do multiple things. Number one, we could create and operate around or a maintenance procedure that is in a digital format that tells you, here is the step one, here is the step two. If you get stuck in step two, you can have access to a remote expert. You can have access to the documents that, that give you that specific steps. But we can take it also to the next level where we could layer, for example, augmented reality, where now you're not only, you could see the, the asset in front of you and you're being guided visually, not only with text. So I think this all comes to how, we're, how people learn and how people do their job. Some of them are readers. That means they learn by reading. Some of them are more visual and, and some of them are more listening. And this is how we're putting all the shapes and form of knowledge available to the operator in the moment. You know, as I said, so you can, you can watch a movie, YouTube industrial that tells you exactly what you need to do. You can see the procedure on a step-by-step -step application. You can talk to a remote expert. You can access the technical document. Everything, every source of knowledge in every shape or form is available in the moment. And this is how you can just get better at your job. Yeah, and not only get better at your job, but it shortens the learning curve. In our industry, mistakes are serious, right? People die. Big mistake, people die. So the combination of the software and the, the process control expertise of Honeywell, along with the hardware expertise from Realware, you're now shortening that learning curve to, you know, times 10 exponentially. And you're also protecting this new younger workforce because they can be supervised remotely by the more experienced guys which I never thought of this until we started talking about the mic, you also just created a new, form of, a new line of uh, careers, haven't you? So you have this sit-at-home, experienced old guy that can supervise 20 techs out in the field. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, right. So, so as, you, as we know in the oil and gas industry, we have this you know, bimodal age distribution of the workforce where there's older folks and younger folks, but not much in the middle. And uh, that's exactly right. You can kind of capture that expertise before it retires and leaves the workforce. And whether that is simply coaching one uh, experienced person coaching 20 entry-level people, whether it is that experienced person doing the job and video recording it as they're doing it with both hands free, let me tell you how I overhaul this you know, gasket or, or recalibrate this pump or this sensor or whatever it might be. You know, some of these assets may have been there for 30, 40, 50 years, and there was, we have all this new equipment coming out every, every year. It's more and more and more complex, but the old equipment didn't go away. So the amount of equipment that you know, is required to be maintained and inspected and, and, and rebuilt just increases. No one can know it all. So if you can record it and capture it whilst the expert does it and turn it into something a bit like a YouTube video and then have the younger, the younger workforce be able to access that and then if they get stuck, call the expert and have them coach them through it. From the video, you can easily create the workflow, right? The workflow can have video clips in it. You have step-by-step -step text, 3D models, graphics, video clips. So you think about anybody under the age of 35, how do you learn anything? I mean, you don't break out the user manual and sit you know, at home reading it until you've understood it, right? You just use it. Apple doesn't ship a user manual with their product, right? 
I mean, if you get stuck, you go online and you search for the video. And whether, like the other day, I had to repair our dishwasher at home, right? I mean, there was some, some, some stuff stuck in the filter. Turns out Bosch has a very nice video that tells you exactly how to do it. First time through, no training, I can execute the task and with no errors and complete it in a reasonable amount of time, first time. Didn't have to call anybody, didn't have to pay 300 bucks, you know, got it working. That's how people learn these days. They learn by video and they learn by seeing other people doing it. And we've really systemized that in the industrial environment with this type of wearable computer. Yeah, so if you're walking by, we have a page sitting there with a microphone. If you'd like to ask questions, I think we have one right here, Paige. Yeah, can't stand in front of the speaker, sorry. I missed the first part of this. So for your next version of this, without giving away too much, what do you hope to improve on it? So this is brand new, first of all. So it's uh, you know intrinsically safe. But as we go forward into the future, I think we're going to be going more in the direction of natural language. Today, natural language doesn't work in high noise environments. But we're working on that problem. So you'll be able to talk to machines in natural language and ask them about their maintenance history and their information and maybe their predictive failures and have them talk back to you in a understandable way on the back end we'll be accessing predictive maintenance models digital twins you know manuals parsing information from the history or from the static data ordering spare parts so we're moving in that direction there are certainly more use of 3d you know i think immersive augmented reality of the type that we see you know in the movies or on hololens today finds its application in training scenarios not in the dangerous area. And it finds its application of things like CAD CAM and building information models, which are more designers and architects. Today, it doesn't really find its application in the dangerous places, uh, out in the field. And uh, I think it will take five or 10 years for all of the assets that people need to be turned into the suitable 3D models that you can manipulate. As that content investment gets made, which I think will take, as I say, five to 10 years, we believe we'll be able to bring appropriate industrial devices the appropriate time. What I've observed, you know, in, in this industry, it's pretty conservative uh, from an IT perspective, from a security perspective, and from a health and safety perspective. So I think the, the, the trick is to kind of bring the technology at the rate and in the form that it can be properly utilized and absorbed, you know, meet health and safety compliance, meet IT security compliance, be compatible with the existing backend systems. You can never come in with a blank slate and say, hey, the world would be wonderful if you only redesigned all your equipment in 3D and you know went to a whole new paradigm of software development and a whole new paradigm of of training and usage i mean that doesn't happen in the real world you've got to kind of take the industry with you and so we very much are aware of where that's going and we believe we'll be able to bring our customers along that journey in measured steps that in a way that they can absorb yusuf you want to answer that question as well and the question was basically where do you think you're going in the future so our future will be we'll be always uh, focusing on the software so for now, we've, we've developed the step-by-step -step procedure for operator rounds, for maintenance procedures. But now our expansion would be you know, trying to bring that value, similar value to beyond the worker in the field. You know, think about his supervisor, think about activities between uh, different categories of people, think like shift handover, manager supervisions and staffing, and then you can go beyond that uh, as spare part management uh, systems or inventory, but all those things are interrelated. Something like, think about it in the future, the operator can walk with this helmet and then see there is an abnormal sound coming from a pump. That abnormal sound, he will report that, that goes directly to a maintenance operator who's going to check it. As, as soon as he check it, 
gets confirmed, it translates into a job into the next shutdown. But not only that, it goes also trigger another event for for the inventory to check uh, other spare parts, to, to check how, how many spare parts it goes to the finance. So all those now, all those processes and procedures and workflows are all inter, interconnected and related. And we're going to be building this ecosystem of workflows that are all targeting a specific audience and to make them more productive and efficient as a company. You know, the, the ultimate goal, obviously, is to to make the whole plant connected from asset, process, and people. And as all this connectivity between those three elements will, will just leads to a higher productivity, better efficiency, and just, just no shut, not no unplanned shutdown. Yeah. So if you're just walking by, it's, uh, this is the Red Wing HSE podcast, the third most popular podcast on the planet in oil and gas. Let's give away some swag. Hey, pull your phone out, text RIGBAG, one word RIGBAG, R-I-G-B-A-G, to 555-888, and you could be entered into win one of these awesome Red Wing offshore bags. If for some reason you don't have a cell phone and you got a great memory, remember redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. That's redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. Enter the giveaway the exact same way there. So Sanjay, Yusuf, it's time to wind the show down. We typically ask our guests for a Red Wing safety tip of the week, but I didn't prep you on it. So how about I do one since we're at OTC? Red Wing safety tip of the week, wear comfortable shoes. That's it, wear comfortable shoes. All right, thank y'all very much for being on the show. Now, y'all have a big announcement coming out tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. So are we allowed to talk about it yeah, yeah. here, Yusuf? Yeah. Yes, yes, we are. Okay. So Honeywell and Realware are announcing a partnership. It's part of uh, Honeywell's Connected People Initiative. I'll let Yusuf explain all of the elements that, that Honeywell's bringing, bringing to bear. But uh, amongst other things, it includes the launch of the world's first Zone 1, Class 1, Div 1, intrinsically self-wearable computer, the one you see right here, combined with Honeywell software that we've been talking about. And I think the immediate target is uh, the 700 to 1,000 oil refineries around the world, many of which, if not most of which, are Honeywell's existing customers. So we're very excited to be working with Honeywell. been working with them for about a year now coming towards this moment. It's been a, a big effort uh, in our company and, and we're very uh, proud and excited to be Honeywell's partner. Yeah, that's awesome. Want to talk a little bit from Honeywell's side? So, yeah, part of our announcement would be we're, we're going to be launching the, this um, one-stop solutions that are using intelligent wearables such as Railware with all these applications that we talked about, ability to record, ability to stream videos, ability to get the step-by-step procedures, this ecosystem all bundled into the uh, into the, the the hard hat with services, support services, warranty services, and and the installation services and training. So, in 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 a simple way, it's a software, hardware, service, and and consulting all get together into one-stop solutions in order that uh, to improve worker productivity, worker safety, and worker competency. So y'all just turnkey it. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're here first day of OTC, April thirtieth, twenty eighteen. This is the Red Wing All Gas HSD podcast. If people wanted to learn more, because this will also be pushed out on the network later, if people want to learn more, Sanjay, about Realware, where should they go? www.realware.com, R-E-A-L-W-E-A-R. And you can learn all about our uh, product and, and uh, the new HMT1Z1 there. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. And Yusuf, if people want to learn more about Honeywell, where should they go? You can Google Honeywell Skills Insights and you will find it. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. And then you also have a booth. Do you know your booth number? 2309. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
the PR person had to tell Yusuf what his booth number was that he just left. So yeah, go check him out, booth 2309 for the rest of the week at OTC. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank Mark, you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. So folks, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Red Wings Oil and Gas HSC Podcast, a production of the Global Oil and Gas Network. Learn more from Mark LaCour at modalpoint.com. Connect with Patrick Pister at leanoilfield.com. From Houston to London to Dubai and beyond.